Blurry photos in your face. Drop the bass down low. Coming at you from Stecco and me, D-Flow. From the moving shadows. To the GMOs. It's time to hear some weird with blurry photos. We explore the unexplained. And explain the unexplored. Bring a gang of creepy cryptids. T-Y knocking at your door. Making out with mysteries. Humping up on history. Waste some time with candy chat. Then freak you out with BBP. Our name ain't Merlin, but we rock magic mics. And we'll be hunting your McConaughey. All right. We're dropping sounds all day on your hydrophone array. From the islands of Hawaii to DIA. Blurry Photos Old School Podcastery Dropping cold cryptozoology Talking about that sh- conspiracy And if you got the old hag, then come see me The famous, If you got a dainty haint haunting your domain More likely ain't nothing but a sandhill crane We'll be potting on that cast while we're at the Outlaw Pass And if you say ancient aliens and you are just an Mmm Ass I'll choke a chupacabra, shove a Sasquatch in a Honda, fight a giant anaconda, ride Okapi through Uganda. Making addicts of your ears with acoustic crack, like a slap to the face from Spring Hill Jack. Blurry Photos Old School Podcastery, dropping cold cryptozoology, Big Pimp Mason Level 33. And if you're a hot wicked, then email me. Beats, beats, beats. In your face. I learned my words on the street. Look out, everybody. Here comes a rap man. Rap, rap, rap man. I've got hip hop in my veins. Wake up, wake up. Didn't think you'd get two songs, did you? <laughs> Welcome to Blurry Photos. I'm hey, David Stecco. I'm, and I'm David Flora. Uh, yeah, and I'm doing right. both parts of the podcast this week. I'm in charge of everything. Oh, so am I. And I'm David Flora. Well, David Stecco, I'm great. Wait, who's this third person? <laughs> oh, God, I'm fracturing. <laughs> Get out. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, hope you're doing well. We're we're trying to keep it together. Yep. Uh, we're just so excited. It's our 50th episode. Five zero. Uh, officially. We hit it about two episodes ago because we've had a couple of doubles, but officially, Whatever. we declare this is uh, our 50th. We declare 50th and we declare anniversary. Yeah. I... Uh, okay. <laughs> what, uh, what's 50th? Is that the um... diamond? No. No. Golden? Gold or I silver? Think, I think it's golden. It's what's golden 75? Is that diamond? Nobody makes it to 75, dude. They still have it. Somebody uh-huh. did. Well, let's okay. Let's ask Yahoo answers. Maybe a hundred is diamond. Maybe that's platinum. God, because it matters though. It is the golden. Oh, welcome to our golden shower. Um, that's not that wasn't cool. <laughs> you don't deserve that. Flora, how's your week been, man? Uh, my week has been busy. Yep, and it's hot again. It is. You do not have to tell me that. You tell my sweat glands that it, it, it's it's unbearable. Uh, we're we're doing this in do rags once again, and just just that we're just wearing headbands, and then the rest of us is just golden flowing manes of hair. It's the gold anniversary show. Yeah, see, so there you go. Did you do anything but, cool um, though? Did you do anything to fight this 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 oppressive heat? I didn't. I didn't do anything really fun. Nothing. Nothing out of the ordinary. I ate at Steak and Shake for the first time in, in forever. Nice. How was the diarrhea? It was terrible. Yeah, Ter- get terrible, and uh, yeah, 
It's we we should rename it uh, steak and shite. <laughs> Miss, but, more like mistake and shake. Mistake and shake. <laughs> uh, delicious, low. delicious and inexpensive. Yeah. But um, you pay for it, right? It, you, you you still pay. You push the button on the stop clock the minute you leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what did you do? How, how's your week been? Oh man, my my week has been fraught with adventure. I competed in the uh, Chicago Triathlon. God. Yeah, uh, I'm a jock. Watch out. Um, you you uh, tell tell me about this now. It, now it's you got when you when a man decides to triath, mm-hmm. you got ironically three ways to do it. Oh, uh, you can do the uh, international Olympic distance, which yeah, you can do the sprint distance, or you can do the relay, which is like the kiddie pool. I opted for choice three. Oh. No, so the, the relay where where you, you can create a team of three people and each person does a section. Smart. Yeah. And so uh, my, my coworkers and I decided that we were going to become triathletes. So this was our, our first foray into the realm of triathlism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, we do the relay. So we each picked a portion that we were responsible for. So sure. uh, I did the biking. Oh. Uh, one coworker did the swimming and the other one did uh, the running. Oh, see, I would have picked the eating. Man, I, I wish that was a section. I would, I've been training my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop training. Yeah, so it was a, a one-mile swim in the lake, 25 miles biking, oh. and then a six six 6.2 miles run. Okay. And uh, and it, it was super hot. It was it took forever. I had to leave my house at 3.30 in the morning because you have to get to the transition check-in for you. <sighs> oh, it was the worst. Like, my neighbors were still partying. They were, like, out on their balconies drinking beers, wondering why I was all dressed up in biking oh, gear leaving. 3.30. <laughs> That's how it felt. But, yeah, so, it, and they had... I can stay of, up that late. There's no fucking way I'm getting up oh, that early. It was murderous. And I had, uh, we had to, because of Boston, unfortunately, there mm-hmm. was a, a ton of extra security, and everything took forever, and our wave didn't leave. We didn't start our wave of the race. Didn't start till like nine 30. So there's like five hours of you just sitting around waiting for the race to start making friends, making friends, trying to take a nap, but you can't, there's too much stuff going on. Promoting the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. No, I did actually. Uh, but no, the, the, the whole thing was awesome. It was a long day. And and you did the biking portion. I did the biking. I did the, the 25 mile, 25 miles on a bike. Yeah, I did. You, it. you were you, you. told me you started out uh, downtown. You mm-hmm. went way north. You went came back downtown. You went way north. You came back downtown. You went way north. Just, just and then you came back downtown. <laughs> right? It that, felt like that. You added an extra the extra length. No, there. that's probably it. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, <sighs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, it was it was just a, it was a long day. But I, but I, I did pretty good. I was really happy with myself. I averaged good. about 17 miles per hour, which is a little bit slower than I thought I could do. But I can tell you this. Well, that was as fast as I could go. I, I did. I left it all on the field. And I have to train now because now I've, I'm, I'm already committed to doing the full triathlon next year. So all winter long, I have to learn how to swim and, and run. That's what I have to do. You're uh, insane. You're going to die. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Well, you know what? We'll find out actually tonight if you're going to die. Oh, yeah! Because we are going to tell you, dear listener, all mm-hmm. about 
tarot cards. That's right. We're reaching into the future, grabbing it by the front of its shirt and saying, you better talk up, buddy. Hey. You know what's good for you. No, 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 no. That's heads up. <laughs> I got a couple of questions for you, see? Hey, future, where were you on the night of the 13th? <laughs> uh, I wasn't so- there because that's the past. Oh! Damn it, future. You're too slick for your own good. Get one out of these, here. One of these days you'll get caught up in your own lies. <laughs> Uh, tarot cards, man. This is oh, yeah. this is a a real rich uh, pie to to be sinking our teeth into. It is, and I I, I can tell you right now. I hope I, I feel like everyone has a friend who's like into tarot. I you don't. Do? I don't. But I feel like a lot of people do. At least that's what sitcoms would you consider, always have. Like would a you, you you may not know this. I mean, I I have read for people just for fun. Oh, I, I don't claim to be a, a reader or do it. I know. misspoke. I do have a friend who does tarot, and it is you. I am the one bringing the deck tonight, and I've got the books, one of which I lent you. Yep, and I read it. (laughs) I read Gerd Ziegler's book about the mirrors of the soul. Yeah. So we're going to tell you guys uh, what we have dug up about the tarot. (laughs) We're going to go into an exhaustive research uh, on the history. And four and a half minutes later, we'll move on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we're going to talk about what it is and where it came from. Yep. The the history portion, we're going to really hit the highlights because, to me, uh, the history portion is really all or nothing. You you go into it and you really just drown in misery of like all these sources that maybe it could be coming from how are the history of playing cards even involved who did it the french or the italians yeah exactly or you could uh you could just be like well we think maybe it came from this source yeah and then we can move on to communing with the demons right and then uh what what are some myths associated with it what are some things that uh you know people people say it can do but does it? And oh, then special, it it all special right. for our 50th episode, uh-huh. we are going to do live readings for each other Yep. of uh, just, uh, I guess, questions that we'll, that I'm we'll have. We're going to see your future, Flora. We're going to see what, uh, what the tarot shows us yep. that our souls can't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I already know what I'm asking. I know. All of that was was kind of wrong, right? <laughs> it's kind of the opposite. Doesn't matter. What's our soul show us? Well, that, if the whatever. card was upside down, then it's opposite times. Well, okay. So let's get into this yeah, before let's do we this. really start. Uh, let's let, let, let's let's quit the uh, the bar talk. Let's just go up to the hotel room, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's let's stop buying this mystery a drink and let's start asking for some digits. <laughs> so tarot is a set of cards, usually around seventy eight. That has been used for hundreds of years, maybe as many as six hundred. Oh, in a hundred years in Hartford, Harrington, and Hampshire, where hurricanes hardly ever happen. My fair lady, anybody? It's uh, well, a bunch of animals. I'm, a pre- I'm impressed that you pulled that out. Uh, they've been used for hundreds of years as playing cards, and more recently as a tool for divination. As a divination tool, a particularly attuned reader is thought to be able to focus consciousness not only on the meaning of a card, but on the spirit of the person they are reading. In this way, uh, tarot cards act as mirrors of the subconscious or guides of one's current situation with uh, possibilities shown. Or as Gerd Ziegler would have you believe it, mirrors of of the the soul. soul. Boo! 
tarot decks are comprised of 22 major arcana and 56 minor arcana. The term arcana is Latin. It's the plural of arcanum, which means secret. It's a lot of secrets in a deck of cards, mm-hmm. mister. Major secrets, minor secrets. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Little the, white lies. The minor arcana are divided into four suits, wands, swords, cups, and discs. And um, in, in some instances, wands also are the same thing as rods or staves or batons. Or penises. Or peni. Uh, discs are the same as coins or pentacles or rings. Pentacles, that's hardcore. I've seen pentacles uh, quite a bit. Really? Actually. I, I think well, you're a pretty I hardcore, know. dude. <laughs> I, I don't want to get. I'd I don't like want to get out I'd of like order. To be hardcore, but I don't, I don't know if I can own that. Right I, don't, now. I don't know. I just. I like it's a lot of pressure. I like Slayer, but I. I just don't know if I want to dress like. Sometimes that. I enjoy a good Kip Winger tune. What's a boy to do? Uh, we'll we'll get into some of these a little bit more uh, later, but uh, you can start seeing where some of this. Yeah, really starts. Uh, yeah, the history, layering on some of the some of the ice cream and the cake. It's it's it's. I feel like there was a time in the past where there was just this little tilt from playing cards to divination, and and like their I think their their history is so almost unextricable. Yeah, it is, and and we'll get into that in uh, uh, just a bit. We'll go through some of that history, including the turning point, because the moment it's exquisitely convoluted. But let's uh, let's keep uh, uh, going through the deck here. Uh, <laughs> what? It's exquisitely convoluted, but uh, you know we're gonna keep talking. <laughs> I just like that phrase a lot. It's true. <laughs> uh, okay, so the, uh, of the minor arcana, they correspond to uh, contemporary clubs, spades, hearts, and diamonds. Yep, which is uh, uh, the French version of of playing cards. And you also get acorn, leaf, hearts, and diamonds in the German version of playing cards. Hmm. The minor arcana are numbered 1 through 10, and they have four court cards with them also. That's court, C-O-U-R-T. And that is your king, your queen, a knight, and a page, or some variation therein. Mm -hmm. So, in total, 14 for each suit, right? Yep. The major arcana... These are the fun ones, I yeah, guess. Yeah, these are the big hitters. Uh, they're, they're figures and symbols, and they include the following. Are you ready for this? Yeah. The fool, the magician, the high priestess, the empress, the emperor, the hierophant, the lovers, the chariot, the strength, the hermit, the wheel of fortune, justice, the hanged man, death, temperance, the devil, the Gettys, the Rothschilds, the colonel, the tower. The star, the moon, the sun, judgment, and the world. Well, the world's a really big card. If you if you draw it, you know. Yeah. So, those are the the twenty four major arcana. Now, well, okay. So, pop quiz, hot shot. Okay. How are how are the two different cards then? He asked, knowing the answer for the benefit of the listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are the two different cards interpreted differently between the major and the minor? If I get two cards, one major, one minor. Well, one would support the other. Usually okay. the major arcana is kind of the overall view or some kind of idea 
of, of something that's going on, and then you would get a minor card that would focus that. Fo- yeah, focus okay. it a little bit. It would it would support or be uh, a negative. It would it would take away from. Okay, well then, uh, obviously, my next question then is, uh, and then how do the court cards figure in? The court cards uh, apparently correspond to figures in your life. These may be uh, people. Oh, okay. People that have influence uh, on on your life. That's that's what I believe I uh, found with the court cards. The minor, the the one through ten might focus what's going on with that person, or that person might play into that idea that the major arcana would uh, uh, show you. Now, here's here's another caveat for us. Okay, we have not memorized every no, single tarot I've got, card. I've got. We each have a giant cheat book. Well, there's seventy eight of them. Come on, man. There's seventy eight. We had a week to uh, research this. I could barely memorize the the hemometabolis and holometabolis orders of insects. I did it because I'm awesome. But let's not revisit that. Mm-hmm. Entomologist saw a great beetle today. Took some pictures. So uh, <laughs> it's true. This is the fun of it. I, th- I yeah, think. Yeah, I like it's, that. I but, like. I like that 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 you can that not only do the, each of the, each of the cards. I like that they don't have a set meaning. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that, and I like that uh, that the other cards that it's it's a, uh, I guess almost like a holistic approach. Like that, if you and I both got two of the same cards, they would still mean totally different things, right? Especially based on what other cards we got. So I, I can see why. It's something that has per, uh, persevered. That why it's still a popular thing. Why people still do it because there's so much variability into it, yeah. and there's there's an infinite amount of of uh, ability to, to to read what you feel like. And that has something to do with it too. The interpretation by the reader, the question that the uh, questioner, the seeker asks, you know that uh, that has something to do with it. <laughs> there's so many variables. Like you said, that's exactly just why this thing is, uh, I, I think, a, as popular as it yeah. is for divination and easy to use as a divination tool. And the cards are, uh, we're, we're using the Crowley Thoth deck, which is beautiful. Yeah. The art on these cards is amazing. I, and, and it was actually, this isn't as though uh, with this particular deck, every, you know, it's not like every company makes them a little different. He actually, when he made this, when he designed this deck, he worked with an artist. Mm-hmm. So there, every Crowley Thoth deck has the same art. Yeah. So it's, it, I mean, so if you get a deck, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. These, it's real. They're beautifully done. This woman they're, painted every single yeah, card. The the this this particular deck, which was given to me uh, a while ago, it it has just unbelievably uh, gorgeous artwork on it. Now uh, I'm holding the deck right now, Flora, but I see that there's some extra cards there. Do we? What's what's the deal? There are actually eighty cards with the uh, Crowley Harris uh, Thoth deck. The Magus card, mm-hmm. which is uh, in most decks the Magician, Lady Frida Harris, who was the artist for the cards, uh, painted three different ones for Crowley based on his um, notes and instructions. And they are commonly included with the Thoth tarot decks uh, now. And so you just pick which one you like? Which, whichever one speaks to you, you, you throw in there. Yeah. Because I, I noticed that you and I both very clearly liked one card, not so happy with the other two. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting that way. But yeah. um, So we're like uh, psychically, vibrationally simpatico. <laughs> but there are a ton of decks that are in use today. 
the standard one is the Rider Waite deck created by ex-Golden Donners, Arthur Waite and Pamela Coleman-Smith. Uh, it's called Rider Waite because the publisher's name was Rider. Oh, okay. And Arthur Waite was the one who kind of uh, directed the thing. It, some some places call it the Rider Waite Smith or the Waite Smith deck. Those people are all dumb. Well, well, whatever. It's it's the same thing. But that's that's the one you see um, most commonly used. It's it's your your bog standard out of tarot the, deck. yeah out of the box. It was created in 1909. The the Rider Waite deck. Other popular tarots are the Tarot de Merci. Merci. The Thoth deck, which we have. Which will be rocking. And um, anything else. <laughs> you can go from fairies to vampires to dragons. Uh, but don't. Whatever. Yeah. You're, if the, the weirder your tarot deck. Hello the, Kitty is one. Really? Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. Listen, like, you know what? I think it's called Hello Tarot. Yeah, you know what? Do whatever you're going to do. If that's what you're into. But don't, don't you dare pull out your copyright twilight effing tarot deck and then demand people pay attention or take it seriously don't you dare <laughs> it's a great excuse to to put some real fun art on onto cards but it's <laughs> it's a little silly how how it's gotten these days uh, but then again whatever speaks to you yo that's, that's true. That's I guess that, that establishes the, uh, the, the emotional connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are many ways to read the cards, some traditional, some personal. So you're uh, saying this method of divination might be uh, subject to individual interpretation? Absolutely. It's not, it's not cut and dry, black and white? Sorry. But I thought we were divining the future. <laughs> we're not. Um, we'll get to that, though. Bar- if you're following uh, card spreads, which, and, and I am, which are ways to lay out the cards for a reading, common spreads include the Celtic cross, the three card spread, the path. There's also a horseshoe uh, spread. There's also any other spread ever. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, the, the, the one that I like the most is uh, the one that I, I was reading about the, for the, uh, the, the, the Crowley, Crowley tarot. Uh, just uh, scatter them all over the place. Mm-hmm. Pick out as many as you like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then that's your reading. Yeah. There's no, there's no math there. You just, and you do it with your eyes shut. You can do it with your eyes open, but it's best to let the hands choose. I like that. Yeah. And you know, here's a, here's a little quick... Uh, tidbit you choose with your left hand yeah the hand of the unconscious yeah i That's like the that energy flowing in um it's just like monopoly uh people have their own rules like florida you were just telling me that if you draw a card and it's upside down it means it has the opposite that is a way to to read them that is yeah. one interpretation some people it's like house rules everyone's got their own house rules yeah some some people read tarots where they're just all straight up you know uh facing forward yeah looking at you but one way that I, I find it interesting and, and adds a layer of uh, funness to it is to shuffle them up to where some of them are upside down or inverted. And uh, this is a way that, that many people read. If you draw a card that comes out inverted, it yeah, it means the opposite of, of what it would normally mean. So if you get a, a card that means you have strength and power of something and it's inverted, then it means you're, you're weak or or something is is beating you in some form. Lame. I call that the illness card. Oh, I don't but, know. But but inversion cards, you're you're cool with. Uh, yeah, I like the, I like that house rule. Yeah. Uh, if you get death and the tower, 
you get $200 from the other guy. No, you pay $200, I think. No, no, you pay it to the me because I got it. Okay. That's how it goes. No, that's that's oh, free yeah. parking Whatever. for this. So, but we'll, we'll get to some of the fun myths with that. That's that's one of the, anyway. So anyway, uh, generally, the, the questioner or the seeker mm-hmm. or the person having the tarot read. The interrogator in my house, that's what it's called. The interrogatee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interrogator and interrogatee. Sure. Uh, house rules. Yep, house rules. The the interrogatee concentrates on a simple question or thought while shuffling the deck. And then they cut the cards and hand them back to the reader. The reader lays out each card face down in a pattern, then turns them over, reads them, and uses uh, their intuition and the card's symbols to answer whatever that uh, that question may be. Now, you don't want to ask a question that's like, am I going to get a promotion or, or am I not? Because then it's like, well, what if you get a yes? Does that mean yes, you are or yes, you're not? Right. You, you know? need to be very specific, be very clear. This is just the powers of the universe. Thing. You don't, don't want to understand it complexity. Too complex. Yeah. And you also don't want to be negative in there. Like, why can't I get a promotion? Right. You yes. want to be like, what can I do to help me get a promotion. Yeah, get or, that promotion. Yeah, you, you, you want to form it in a way that's that's a positive outlook on, on your situation. Look at it this way. Uh, you're asking the universe for some help, right? So why not try to impress upon the universe that you're something worth helping <laughs> by being upbeat and attempting to be proactive, sure. just trying to get a little bit more information. Sure. Don't just like show up at the universe's house saying, man, how come I can't get the girls? Like the universe, the universe is going to be like, dude, yeah. I got things to do, man. Because <laughs> like, clearly, uh, I'm if sorry, I don't have any money. Right? Yeah, I, I already belong to a church. I'm yeah, sorry. see, see, you, dude. No, let make you know. Ask the universe the way you'd ask a stranger for some help. Like, hey, I just, I just need a few answers. Get back on my feet. Yeah, the universe it, will still ignore you because everyone it, ignores panhandlers. When it, uh, when it comes to tarot, it's dealing in energies. And oh. and maybe subconscious energies, but if you're bringing negativity to it, it's gonna it's not gonna be helpful to you. Now I'm hooked on a feeling, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's positive, so I'm I'm in good shape. Good. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I just wanted you to know that oh, I'm hooked okay. on a feeling. Well, I was waiting for more, but yeah, that's um, all there was. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> you just laid out three cards yeah. and then picked them up. That's yeah. the best. Uh, that's the best reaction to cards. <laughs> Flora, you are in trouble. So, let's go through the history and then and then let's get a little silly with with it. Yeah, let's go and, through the and history. We can talk about myths and and other things for readings. So, uh, straight up for the history of tarot, tarot's origins are murky at and best. To this day, they are shrouded in mystery. Now, there are a few versions of it that I saw. I mean, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call it and tell me if, if you disagree. Mid 15th century, about 1400s ish, early to mid 1400s. In terms of what? Like, when they came on the scene? Yeah. Yeah. They, they kind of had their origins. I think it started out uh, late 14th century, but yeah, yeah it kind of, kind of came in with the 15th century. It, That's where we get all the good fruit. It's such a hard thing. It's it's like it's like spoons. Like imagine that a, that that two spoons were used as part of some mystical ritual, 
well, there were spoons around for a really long time, you know, like, and people use spoons for all kinds of things. Like, when do you, when do you conclusively say, oh, that's when they started, these spoons were, were used for this, you know? So that's, that's our problem with this. I mean, it's not like cards were a new thing. Right. Uh, Numerous sources have tracked or made up, straight up made up, where the cards came from. And they have evolved over the years, the cards themselves and, and oh, what, yeah. they, what they stand for and what they do. It's been said they – here's a few things that have been said. It's been said that they came from ancient Egypt, came from the Celts, came from the Romani out of India through – you might know them uh, more as the Gypsies. Oh. And uh, they came from the Chinese – Gong. So you can see this pretty much is like everywhere, everywhere. No yeah. one invented it. Everyone thought of it. Every the whole known world at the time. <laughs> it's like finding the person who invented the drinking glass. <laughs> Come on. Now that those those are just a, a few uh, of the the sources of where they may have. For the record, the gypsies are the best at it. Everyone knows that. That's the truth. That's that's uh, something it, that that uh, we'll address. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad that we'll be confirming it as the truth. I look forward to that moment. Now, the Chinese uh, made... <laughs> the Chinese were thought to have made the playing card first. Mm-hmm. And the, the set, you know, whatever, how, however they, they may have evolved, came from uh, the East and then uh, made its way into Europe. It, and, and it's also got a lot of, uh, of roots in common with the I Ching. Right, right. Well, that the, the tarot itself yeah. does, yeah. Uh, which... It's a as a later uh, podcast episode, by the oh, way. Oh man, the I Ching, I Ching is, is crazy. An, another lovely di- divination method. So um, these playing cards make their way to France and yep. Italy, and this is where they kind of uh, gain prominence into games of of uh, chance and and things to gamble with. Due to documented references, we know they appeared in Europe during the 14th century, and they spread quickly there for uh, gambling purposes or just uh, uh, and giggles. Yeah, but not not so much... Uh, th- this was like a, a real mainland Europe thing. They didn't really cross the channel, did they? They didn't, and these aren't uh, tarot as we know it right. at that point. These are mostly the uh, Gaming cards. minor arcana, you know, the, the one through ten, maybe some court cards in there. Right. The, then they get the major arcana added in there as trump cards, uh, and, and the, the game... Slightly changes. <laughs> uh, we don't know over here like in- anything about it, I don't think, but it's still a popular thing in France to play uh, a game of tarot, a French tarot. Really? I would yeah. be interested in learning the game. Yeah, apparently it's it's kind of complex, but uh, well, uh, maybe the cards. second popular, most popular card game there. That's a, that's a fact that I came across somewhere. But uh, the name tarot doesn't have a clear... An etymology to it, right? It's it's sort of it's sort of a loosely Italian, but they're mm-hmm. like, but it just showed up one day. Yeah, it may come from the Taro River in northern Italy. Uh, it may come from the Italian Tarocci. It was uh, the name of the uh, card game, or from uh, uh, Arabic, some Ooh. some form of of an Arabic game. Which Arabic makes, is yeah. another uh, origin for for the cards. Again, dude. That's how you know they're divine. They came from everywhere and nowhere simultaneously. (laughs) Exactly. In the 15th century, the oldest surviving sets that we have today came from Milan, where they were hand-painted for upper-class elites. By Dolce & Gabbana? No. In Milan? 
No, Gu- they Gucci, didn't do that. Versace and Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> But we we've got uh, we've got some some decks that survive from this time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't widespread at the time because they were handmade. You, they didn't have the printing press at that time, so every card had to be crafted and, and painted, it, you know, by hand, and it uh, uh, probably were very expensive, which is why you know the only the nobility had them. Right. But uh, as we as we keep going forward, the cards were used as divination tools as early as fifteen forty according to uh, an Italian book that survived. Probably that was a pun where like two guys were gambling and one guy's like, I can see your future. You're going to be poor. That was probably the first use of the cards as a divination tool. And it was written as, as uh, as a joke in a, an Italian sl- newspaper. Yeah. Slander. That's right. Slanderous sayings whilst gambling. See, that's how, uh, that's how uh, trash talk advances a civilization. Oh, maybe Tarochi, maybe that's like Tryoshi. Oh, a little trashy? Trashy talk? Trash talk. Tarochi talk. Hey, you know the old adventurer Casanova, right? Oh, yeah. You heard of this, Jag? (laughs) He was an adventurer? Uh, You know, you look up information about him, that's what they say he is. An adventurer? An uh, adventurer. He is more of a spelunker, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You see what I'm going there, people? You see what I did there? there? You see what I did? I am uh, Dave Stecco. I'm single. Uh, so, you know, hit but, me up, uh, ladies. That's just the kind of jokes you can look forward to at dinner parties, meeting your parents, Christmas, bar mitzvahs. This is the famous Casanova, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the one you hear about. He wrote in 1765 in a diary that his Russian Dear mistress diary. used I'm a deck so of... full of sexy times. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't mean to... Wait till I give you the full flavor of it, and then, oh, you, can, man. then you can launch okay. into to it. Uh, his Russian mistress used a deck of playing cards for divination, and proceed. I think I see the future, and your dress ain't in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, almost oh, oh my gosh! That's where the Italian, uh, Italian Russian. Russian came from. Oh my god, That's you Nova. did see the future. Sorry, dude. Weeks ago. <laughs> High five, Flora. <laughs> Can I get a warning to stay out of the bathhouses? <laughs> uh, let's uh, see. Uh, I do not go into the bathhouses. <laughs> Perfect. It, it wasn't until the 18th and 19th centuries did the cards really start being associated with occultism and secret societies. Boogity boogity. Right? A Swiss clergyman said that the symbolism represented the mysteries of Isis and Thoth and the cards held secrets reserved for priests of ancient Egypt. Oh, they didn't know nothing. Well, uh, the thing, he made it up. He just said it. Yeah. That's that's the deal. So uh, once historians had a better grasp on Egyptology, they... they <laughs> yeah, they're like, what? Yeah, they're like, what are you talking about? These hieroglyphs mean actual things. They're not just like uh, uh, symbols that... Yeah. That hold secrets of the universe. It's like when your dad tells you something and you're a kid and you believe him. And then later on you're like, what the son of a bitch? He had no idea what he was talking about. (laughs) But here's the thing. The idea persisted. Of course it did. The idea was picked up and uh, uh, taken to new levels, basically. Did did that same guy say something about uh, vaccines causing autism? (laughs) 
not that guy, but there was uh, a Frenchman named Aliette who uh, decided that his name backwards would be cooler. So he went by Etiella. <laughs> and Jesus. he was fried. Yeah. <laughs> he furthered that, that thought that it was ancient Egyptian lore. And uh, that was compounded by another Frenchman named Alphonse Constant, who said the deck was linked to the Jewish Kabbalah and had numerology akin to uh, ideas from Pythagoras in it. So you can just say whatever you want then. At this you point, just, yeah. they are just slathering on coat after coat of turtle wax, and it doesn't even shine at the end. It's just like no. a thick, gooey paste. Bugs are stuck in it. <laughs> Smells great. Yeah. But uh, once the Golden Dawn got a hold of it, and then the Freemasons, it was, yeah, whatever people wanted it to be. You can throw your own idea in there. It's it's like a big old gumbo. <laughs> in a pumpkin. In a pumpkin with andouille sausage. Mm-hmm. Well, stirring it with your penis. This is like a pumpkin bucket. You're stirring it with a snuggleball. Snuggleball. Sticking it. I'm stirring it with the six of of, of wands. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> you get it? It's the wand. You understand that? Stirring it with the wand of rods. Yeah. So we come to Mr. Crowley. Yep. Alistair Crowley, the one, the only, made his own deck, the Book of Thoth Tarot, with uh, elements of Egyptian, Kabbalistic, and astrological symbolism. Yeah, he took all of it and was like, done. Yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> you, with the, with the easel, get over here. We but got work to do. He worked with Lady Frida Harris, who was an artist, and uh, per his instructions and direction, she painted all the uh, images, cards. Yeah. yeah, all the images and... Uh, they are gorgeous. Yeah, and this was no this was no weekend project. I mean, they were no. working on this for half decade, a little better than yeah. That. Yeah, he, I mean, they really took this was no like slam dunk retreat weekend. Right. He thought he was going to get it done in you know six months a year. Right. Like, but then it turned out it was too busy philandering and being a dickweed <laughs> that really that really got in his way. So, but it turned into a five year ordeal. And uh, what what they ended up with is, is pretty had, majestic. Do you think he had sex with Frida? I don't know. I, mean, I, I didn't come across I, anything, but I, he I had sex be, with everything. He had sex with the fucking bagel that he ate that morning. Exactly. That's my point. How do you, I don't know how he was working with this woman for five years because I honestly think he's the kind of dude that if, if he tried it, she was like, no, I'm just here to paint. He'd be like, oh, guess See what? Ya. I talked to the future and it said you're fired. Yeah. Also, here's a demon to part with. Right. <laughs> now get on out of here before I curse you further. <laughs> get. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that everybody... I guess, you know, it's art. It's going to be subjective. Right. But I find the the images in there, while not all of them are, are completely beautiful, they are, for the most part, just... They're colorful. They're very uh, engaging. They're, they're fun to look at. They are. Very neat. And they're just jam-packed with symbolism. Oh man, he, you could do that. You could just dig through a card all night. It's, he had the biggest pansexual boner for symbolism. Yep. And and he just lets it fly with with this deck. It's just it it's just it's overwhelming. Like it's so it's so it's like I don't know if you when you're a kid and you like decide you're going to cook something and you just start grabbing everything yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, this goes into things that are cooked. Oh, and these like, are, yeah, spice. Yeah, you just put everything that you can get your tiny hands on. Yeah. And then you like put it all in a pot and you're like, mom, eat this. And then she has to come up with some reason or way not to. That's what he did. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm going to make spaghetti. 
Let's put some Italian seasoning in there. Let's put some chili powder. Let's put some cayenne. Let's put some Chicago steak spice in there. Let's crumble up some pop tarts. (laughs) Got some hot dog pieces. How about Cheetos? How's that? It'll get add a nice crunchiness to it. Grits. Put put grits in there. Uh, But we need to make it healthy. Kale. Kale. Let's get kale in there. Kale. What's good? Snickers ice cream. Mm Mm-hmm. Kale is like the Jesus of foods. It just forgives everything. You you get some kale in your system, you could eat whatever you want. That's the facts. Uh, the Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung linked the tarot to archetypes of the collective unconscious. Yeah, he's he's famous. You heard of him before. I like Carl Jung. I think we should do a podcast on him someday. Well, he's come up before. He has come up before. He's He's got a lot of cool ideas. He, uh, he was an inadvertent time traveler. <laughs> he also linked the tarot to the theory of synchronicity. Oh, yeah. Which is the experience of two or more events as meaningly related, whereas unlikely to be causally related. Whoa, that was like stereo instructions. It's also Unlikely. the experience of two or more people having to deal with Sting for a whole album. It was a police joke from the album Synchronicity. Whew. I'm sorry, everybody. I, it made way more. It was so. It was like so sharp in my mind, and then when I said it, I was like, "Oh no!" So uh, coincidence, yeah. Um, the opposite of coincidence, right? I'm I am going to defend the position that synchronicity is the same as coincidence. We're, we're getting into philosophy 101 with yeah. this. From my understanding, and please write in if you know what the hell we're talking about. Because we, we don't. don't. Nope. And set me straight. If I'm wrong in thinking that synchronicity happens to a person without cause, but it's not considered coincidence. It's considered meaningful. And coincidence happens without cause because it just happened. And maybe, to close this out so we can move on with our lives, Yeah, maybe it's the, the series of events could be identical in both cases, whereas, as far as like an outside observer would see it, whereas in synchronicity, it is one's desires that are actually causing changes around them to align with those desires, kind of like that crap-ass book, The Secret, or a person, or, or that same series of events with a coincidence it's just random happenstance that happens to line up for one person's life and you just move on and nothing affects anything. Right, which is the same thing that I'm kind of trying to say, although I don't know that I would agree with putting out the energy to manifest mm-hmm. those those desires more so than the universe itself putting out the energies to make that happen because it's almost fatalistic. It's, it's almost going to happen and mm-hmm. it's going to happen at that time, at that moment. When you ask a question to the tarot, that question is going to get answered at that moment because you were supposed to ask the question at that time. The answer is coming to you at that time. That's kind of what Jung was trying to get at with the I've tarot. gone cross-eyed. Yeah, and that's we'll get into more of this with the I Ching as yeah. well. But Carl Jung, very The dude's a time traveler. He's not allowed to talk about the tarot. He's already traveled through time. So today industry tarot yeah these are the people that will tell your future yep these are the people who have some of the finest made neon signs available it's mostly people that are looking for your money what uh sorry dude i thought they were like supernatural social workers they're just here to help just with a tacky sense of uh decor no son of a bitch serious readers are gonna seek to show you a picture of your current situation tarot according to serious readers not foretelling the future 
it's for showing you what's going on at the moment so that you can make an informed decision. They draw back the veil so as to make clear your present surroundings. Everything surrounding you seeks to blind and cloy. It is as a loud crashing in your ears and you cannot hear the divine whispers that surround you. Please, enter my sanctum that I might uh, do the tarot cards in such a manner. <laughs> you, you almost finished. I'm here to do the tarot cards. <laughs> yeah, there we you go. Got, you limped across that finish line. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I just with my help. Yeah, I think I just fell on my glass. I fell out and rolled across the line, and the, somebody just felt bad for me and said, "Okay, he did it. He's he's finished." Now, while the divinatory aspect is questionable by many scholars, obviously, the spiritualism and the self-reflection aspect of it has been gaining a lot of respect in many circles as a way of uh, a sort of a psychotherapy. I can see that. Uh, I think that's very legit. I think especially as an introduction, I think people find psychotherapy very intimidating. I think it comes from a a false uh, implication that you are... Sick in some way? Yeah, that you're wrong and broken the beginning of it. Yeah. And I think if the tarot allows someone to comfortably begin to examine themselves so they don't feel put upon or under uh, any kind of like... uh, Interrogation. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's a healthy place to start. I I'm down with that, and that's that's sort of um, some of the myth that's associated with with tarot cards. You think, and when they're uh, ready, when they're ready to accept that maybe there's some things that they need to know more about, maybe then they can turn to a trusted Ouija board. Well, <laughs> and that's uh, that's that's when they get uh, Jewish demons locked up in their basement. Don't oh. say it. Oh, but it's oh, 50th you can, episode. You can bring it up, but you can't say it. Did I say the name, dude? No. Well, then you're candy ass. They ain't afraid. Okay. You're no ghost. Great. <laughs> Superstitions episode nine. That's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and awkward conversations in episodes 12, 18, 22, and 23. And thrifty. <laughs> and thrifty. One of the myths. You you got uh, the old uh, gypsy woman with the crooked nose and the, the do-rag on her head. Oh, uh, false, the, false. Yeah. She's smoking hot. All right, so we go for a younger version. Well, it's not like the, the young smoking hot one's going to turn into some withered crone, okay? The withered crone was ugly her whole life, and the smoking hot one will just become uh, more picturesque as she ages okay. gracefully. Have right. you never listened to Cher? Gypsies, tramps, and thieves They hear from the people of the town It's a cautionary tale that shows the life cycle of people who are on the move. It's a great it's a great tale and very catchy. Whatever night, all the men would come around and lay the money down. So great. <laughs> oh, thanks, Cher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I almost said rest in peace. She's not dead. You're psychic. <laughs> oh gosh. No, I hope not. Uh, Shares an institution. Here, here's here's one deal. They're pretty sure that it didn't come from gypsies. Yep. Uh, more accurately called the Rom. Yep. Romani people from uh, that started off in the Indus Valley region of uh, India. Yep. And migrated over into Eastern Europe. That may be a podcast episode. That's, yeah, that's pretty sure. interesting. But uh, uh, they picked it up once they got to Europe and, you know, went to town with uh, trying to get people's money, 
who can blame them? If, if yeah. people want to part with their money, then uh, they're fools. That's how that saying goes. So um, don't worry about uh, gypsies uh, uh, reading yeah. your fortunes. All that's uh, BS. Every ounce of it. And if they have a crystal ball, uh, points to them. But uh, that's that should be one more red flag for you. Yeah, but I mean, good points because they, they're really getting the, the they, props going. Yeah, they got the flavor. They, they respect the craft. As we said, tarot cards do not necessarily tell the future. They are mirrors of, of the situation that's going on in your unconscious right now. This is why Jung had such a, a boner for Dude. for this stuff. So if you if you consult the tarot, and let's say you do it for psychological purposes. You you are in a rut, you want some help, you, you're not finding it from normal sources, then why not? You know, why not pick up a, a deck of cards or, or go to someone who's who's a reader? You probably know somebody as we've established. Yeah. And let them speak to you, you know, let uh let somebody read them and and just give you a, a guide, a map, if you will, of what's going on with your situation and uh, any introspection that you can use for yourself. I like you think it's a very good psychoanalysis tool. And if anything, it would be great if it were, you know, steeped in in the mysticism of the ages and had some secret knowledge from ancient Egypt. But even if it doesn't, it's still going to be good for taking a second, looking within yourself. You know what I mean? Right. Anything that forces a person to stop and actually observe their surroundings is probably good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So I have much more respect for tarot than I do some of uh, some of the other things that we've covered. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. So uh, let's move on to the readings. Yeah. <laughs> time to see some future or present uh i'm gonna start i've got the deck i've carefully shuffled it oh okay so so Uh, you want you want me to read for you nope what listen if there's one thing i've learned from my research is that uh you do that you do the tarot in the manner to which you are accustomed or what speaks to you yep so uh uh flora i'm going to do your reading okay so you you have uh, you have shuffled, not me. So I haven't touched the cards in like an hour. Right. This, these things are just dripping with my psychic energy. All right, which but is formidable. It's it's going it's gonna it's gonna be for me. Okay. Well, let's see how this goes. Yeah. It's gonna I don't great. I don't give no fucks. All right. Um, I am gonna use the actually Flora, your call. It's time for you to have some input in this. Okay. Uh, can, can I can I pause real quick just to tell you that there are with the Crowley deck. There are a couple of substitutions that Crowley made mm-hmm. in a few of the cards that aren't the same as in, let's say, the Rider Weight deck. In tonight's uh, card reading, the following uh, parts will be played by all alternate actors. Justice became adjustment. The Wheel of Destiny, or the Wheel of Fortune, became... Jeopardy. Fortune. Okay. Strength became lust. <sighs> Moderation became Art. Extinct. <laughs> yeah, with, with Crowley. Uh, moderation became art. Judgment became the aeon. And the world became the universe. Wait, okay. So he got rid of justice and judgment. Made sure to turn strength into lust. This is the Crowleyest thing he could have done. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, I'm lust ready. Lust was strength for, for Crowley. Flora, here are your choices. We can do the three-card read. Mm-hmm. Three-card Monty. Follow the queen. Or... 
Uh, the other the the other thing that I like the way Crowley did it is you just scatter the cards. And yeah. With my left hand, I will. You will choose three. I you like will, that one. You will choose. Okay. Let's do that one. All right. In in readings, it's also important to you know kind of center yourself, have a good uh, ambiance going. A lot of things tell you to light candles and burn incense and all that stuff. Whatever puts you in the mood, whatever gets your energies flowing, yeah. puts you at ease. You don't want to come into this with a lot of uh, angst going yeah, on. No with, anxiety. Yourself. From a calm, um, introspective center of I feel, yourself. I feel good. We haven't we haven't yeah. taken the moment to center ourselves, but I, I'm feeling good. I've been centered the, since we started. I don't give no shits. No. So, uh, all right, so. Before you touch a card. Okay. What's your question? Oh, um... Oh, wait, never mind. For what I'm doing, it doesn't matter. What? Yeah, you're going to... Or I'm going to do read your present, and then I'm going to read your future. Uh, okay. Because I know that I have that within me. Good. I, I feel like I'm getting the short end of the... Uh... No, you're not, because we're going to do this twice. First, we're going to do it the way I feel it, and then we're going to actually like consult with actual literature and see what really happened. Okay, but I get three cards. Yeah. Chosen by my left hand. Yep. Okay. With your eyes shut, preferably, although you can keep them open if you like. I'll, I'll shut them if, if that's if them's what the house book rules. Said. That's what the book said. House rules. All right. And we're doing, um, as they are your cards, cards will be, ter- be determined inverted from your perspective. Okay, so when you turn them over, however they're facing, remember to turn them horizontally. Yep. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It doesn't matter. It's all built into it. All right. However, all right. I turn them is how they get turned, dude. Gotcha. This is this is uh, one of the great things with tarot. It, it's, it's right. However, that you you want to you want to read them exactly. Is this going to be so? I just give you three, and you tell me, as opposed to like the first one is the past, the second one is the present, the third one is the future. oh no 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 no. I, I'll keep, right. I'll tell you the names of the cards. Here it's, we go. It's like okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go. My eyes are closed. I'm I'm going for cards. Go Southpaw. This is the one that uh, Carl Jung wants me to pick. Here comes number two from the old synchronistic timeline. And I'll go for the middle for number three. And this is the one the universe speaks to me as. All right, so that's three. Okay. The three cards. Eyes are open now. Uh, The first card is the birther. Second one's the truther. The third one's the decider. I like. (laughs) All right. You ready for your reading? Yeah, give me the birther. Okay, the birther. You got indolence. What? Wait, what is... The, that's the... The eight. The eight of, of cups. cups. Eight of cups. Okay. The indolence card. Now I know what you're thinking. Wait, is this thing calling me lazy? No. It means that you're going to have restful, relaxing... You have currently restful, relaxing weekends. <laughs> okay. You're spar- and, it, and it's uh, uh, straight, straight on to me. It's not inverted. Right. right. So it's... It's cool. It's straight on to you. It means that right now you you work hard and you play hard. Oh. So that, that when it's time for you to recreate, you're really doing it properly. That's so true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next card is the truther. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's inverted. Uh-oh. Now, that's it's... the, the uh, nine of wands. Uh-oh. It's uh, strength. Inverted. So the opposite of strength. So I'm a pussy. No, 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 no. This isn't about physical strength. It means you're kind of a crybaby. Oh. Yeah. Right now, you've been very emotional. 
you've probably been fussy a lot and like if they don't have the kind of frozen yogurt you like you probably throw a little like you Mom's you don't throw cake better yeah you don't like throw a fit but you might make some like crappy comment like well i wish you guys would just like let people know before they wait in line like something like that that they, the person couldn't do anything about so you've probably been a little emotional lately i'm sorry i mean come on it's, it's strikes and gutters man that's the truther that's the truther now the third card is the decider also inverted the ace of wands oh no man it's i wish so much this wasn't inverted because it would be awesome but it probably means that you're currently underperforming in the boudoir (laughs) oh no yeah yeah that's too bad so true yeah but um which which is here's the thing though this is the fun thing about the tarot normally it would mean you're underperforming because the ace of wands that's like like you're like a wang smith okay but here's the thing about the tarot is that it's not just the cards individually it's the cards together right that form the picture so here's the thing uh your recreation right now is like soul fulfilling because it's fed by true and honest emotion not not like a, a false portrayal of strength okay so you got that mm-hmm. your 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 indolence and your um your your inverted strength it means that you're vulnerable and for that reason it means that you're being a gentle lover so you're probably having really emotionally connective sex but not like crazy porn star sex huh now it's uh the world moves in cycles and you will probably at some point get back to some weird crazy thing like that but this is this is what's going on with your life right now okay wow so there you go that's that's your that's i just did your reading I use uh, these cards uh, to do a reading. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Now, um, let's check the book. Okay. Let's see what the book says. All right. The indolence card. Uh, according to this, too much pleasure and excessive indulgence. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I've, I've been slacking on work. The water of the, of the emotion stands and not renewed by any spring. It begins to stagnate and the mists of foulness rise to the skies and cloud the light of clarity. Dude. Jesus. The two remaining lotus flowers continue to spill out their energies, but in this situation, it's wasted effort. The foul, stagnant water swallows up their small bit of freshness and vitality immediately. Yeah. You have already wasted enough energy on people who give nothing in return. That's me. It's it's now it's now it's judging me. Thanks, cards. Son of <laughs> cards don't lie, bro. Son of a bitch. Cards don't lie. You have filled them with your energy, but they were like bottomless barrels. You feel empty and sucked dry. That's why I play Civilization Five all the time now. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the indications that it's time to consider yourself, set some limits, and say no to people. You may have an old behavior pattern that you need to change. Oh no. Yeah, I love chips. Uh, the affirmation from this card is to develop your own affirmation on the basis of the additional cards you have drawn. Okay, so that's like a pass. What did you just say? <laughs> I said I love chips. <laughs> okay, so indolence was a lot of bad news. Let's see what the nine of strength... Why couldn't that be inverted? I yeah. got all bad shit, dude. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Of course, I didn't get to ask a question. <laughs> right, right. So, wait. How, it's this not is even... how you view me, maybe. All right. Nine of wands. Strength. Okay. Let's remember. Opposite town. All right, so uh, this card, it's got uh, eight arrows, and sun at the top of the card, moon at the bottom. This matters for what I'm about to say. Uh, see, the strong... Connected by a, a, by a wand. By a wand, yeah. The strong wand in the center connects the sun and moon. Hidden unconscious powers, the moon, become visible through the radiant light of the conscious, the sun. 
latent powers are awakened and be applied towards a purpose. Okay, so your latent powers have been put to sleep. Yep. And they will not be applied to any purpose. And I'm keeping them secret. Yep. The force of this newfound strength banishes darkness and ignorance. Great. Yeesh, the, the fog's rolling in. This is why this episode has been kind of a crash course. You have no idea how... See how much better I am at this <laughs> than this dumb book is? Let's see. You got some self-realization you're not getting. Now that's true. You experience your energy as going far beyond the boundaries you thought existed. This is the key experience, the beginning of a far-reaching inner and outer unfolding of your potential. So you are withering. You're like a raisin. Now, you you were a lush, Not realizing my petition at No, all. you're like shrinking. The indications are that you are... No, I'm adding this because it's opposite time instead. Of, you are not in the process of discovering your real strength. Trust your inner guide. Do not do that. You may not want to take part in groups which can help you develop and unfold your potential. That is true. Uh, yeah, I don't want that. I don't want nothing to do that. The affirmation, you do not know more and more clearly who you are. This, rec- this recognition does not lead to the full development of your potential strength. So true, dude. Whew. Okay, so true. rough one, rough one. Finally, I'm telling you, this this reading is, is all about, let's let's just kick David in the dick. Yeah, all right. Ace of Wands. So I've got two wand cards. Yeah. That's kind of an overarching theme. Yeah, it's the, the wands. That's, that's why I had it's why everything was about the boudoir, dude. The wand the wand is about male sexual energy and cups are about female sexual energy. I read that in the book. Oh man. If it's written down, it's a truth. It's true. All right. Especially on the internet. Let's keep this let's keep this reading rolling. Um, the Ace of Wands is represented by a huge flaming torch. Hey! <laughs> this is the second highest energy card. The sun Jeez is the highest in the deck. Louise. All security and certainties you have been clinging to will be shaken and destroyed by the impact of the energies breaking through. Okay, so all of your security and certainties will withstand this. Hmm. Your security and certainty will be uh, unshaken. Okay. Right. Because nothing's breaking through. However, because your obstacles remain, you will not receive any renewal in any areas or levels of your life. This one's a wash. This one's a wash because it sounds like this one is you get so much energy that it just blows everything open and you kind of have to rebuild. Hmm. So you don't get it. You don't have to rebuild. I feel like you're, you're at a wash on this one. It's even got a very short description. The indication is you are not full of power and energy. Uh, you should not engage fully in discovering uh, where and how you want to use it. Right. And the affirmation is, you do not express your energy and power openly. Oh, but that speaks to my boudoir. I was right. Now, it's a I, lot like the uh, the old nine of wands there. Yeah. I, I'll say this, though. I feel like I kind of robbed you. And I'll tell you why. Because I did the poker flip. A longitudinal card flip. If I had done horizontal, the horizontal card flip, the orientation would have been perfectly reversed, and you would have been doing great. That's true. I stole your future. I stole your true. present. I stole it from you. You know why? Because you did all the work with this one. Yep. You shuffled. You asked the questions. Yeah. Uh, I just picked the cards. Right. So I, I could. I mean, you could easily argue that I just read myself. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Which is great, because it means that I'm about to have some emotional sex at times. Because <laughs> I trust me more than a book. Wow. So there you go. There's your, there's your reading. Thank you. Uh, Flora, I am going to put these cards in here. Alrighty. Uh, in different places. 
I'm going to read you properly. <laughs> I'm going to read you a story. Oh, sweet. Um, we're going to do the Celtic Cross. All right. This is elaborate. Uh, we might get a, a good chance of getting some major arcana in there, which yeah. is fun. Now, yeah, Flora, you really know what you're doing here. So I. I... You know what? Don't say really. <laughs> I. I read the book and follow the instructions. It's hey. like I, I'm I'm like programming a VCR with this. Well, I I can't set it to record Golden Girls. I keep getting that damn news show I don't want to watch. I told you I wouldn't watch it after they had that that damn traitor Fonda on there. All right, yo. All right, it's time for you to shuffle, shuffle as much as you want, and then uh, uh, cut the cards, and then hand them back to me. Okay. All right. I feel like these cards are still pretty damp with my energy. I was kind of well, fumbling with them. For this, it kind of works out. So we're going with the Celtic Cross on this. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of cards. It's 10 cards. It's one of the best-known, um, most popular spreads. See, the three-card Monty, I, 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 the more we do this, I feel like I cheated you from an experience. I, that's okay. I ho- Hopefully it was entertaining. I was entertained. At least. Uh, the Celtic Cross shows 10 different positions. It shows your present position, your influences on that, the immediate influences on that, the your life. It shows the root of the reading, which will be uh, sort of whatever question you ask. I think this gets to the root of it. Uh, it'll show your past influences, the future influences. It'll show your feelings. There are outside influences, your hopes and fears, and then an outcome. All right. The cards have been cut. Now, do I have to ask a question? Uh, yes. Were you concentrating on a question while you were shuffling? No. Did you tell me to do that? And then I no. Didn't. You want to give them one more shuffle? Just a short. Sure. Let's do this. I want to get that full experience. Now, is there Con- a particular brand? I remember reading in, in my book that there was a, a way to phrase the question that was most helpful. We talked as about as long it as it's already. positive. Something you know, if you have a question about career or love life or whatever, or we can do a general reading. There are also general readings that can be done about either uh, finances or career. Okay, I, I know my I know my question. Okay, it had a little list of good questions to ask, and there's a really good one here. You keep it in your head while you shuffle, and then when you cut it and give it back to me, then you can you can tell the listeners what you what okay. you asked. All right, cutting the deck right now, and back to me. Okay, what was your question? What is influencing my present situation? Great. All right. So I'm laying them out in the Celtic cross, which has a specific way to lay them. Okay. Using the left hand. Using the left hand. I'm going to do these from my uh, vantage point, by the way. Okay. All right. First, we have the Queen of Discs. Second card out of the gate. Death. Not looking so sunny. Third card out. Fortune. Fourth card. The Aeon. Dude, you're getting nothing but Major Arcana. Boosh. Also, nothing inverted, he right. said. Uh, fifth card, the Prince of Discs. Sixth card, inverted three of wands. That's the Virtue card. Inverted Virtue. That's right. Don't mess with me, ladies. Uh, seventh card, the Inverted Fool. That's right. Eighth card, the Eight of Swords. Ninth card... You're doing way better at this than I was. Prince of Wands. And the tenth and final card, the Five of Wands. Strife. All right. Whoops-a-daisy. 
So, uh, so let's look at this. Yeah, let's uh, break this down. First position. This is your present position. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the Queen of Discs. This is a good time while you're looking that up to let uh, everybody know that according to Yahoo Answers, um, uh, we are about to be accosted by demons <laughs> that will leap from the cards. So we're all prepared for that. Your I, present position. I drank two gallons of holy water today, so my sweat is completely protecting me from demons. You, you've got a nice shield going. Yeah. I've got a shield warm, of warm, beer. Warm. <laughs> uh, the queen of discs, the mother of growth and vigorous stamina. Mm-hmm. Present position. Um, Triathlete. Technically, I was a monathlete in a triathletic <laughs> event. Uh, this is solidified emotional life, solidarity with all forms of life, matriarchy. Mm-hmm. Its symbolism is femininity, opulence, overflowing fertility. Oh, you know it. So, um, all the ladies in the first three rows are getting pregnant. So it says, uh, in general, this card represents fruitful times in daily life, developing and expanding previously neglected areas. The guardian of the discs represents perseverance and consistency in the achievements of goals. That's good. Yeah. Uh, our security grows and our possessions increase during periods characterized by this card. So uh, uh, for your present position, it sounds like you're moving ahead. You're, well, you're chugging along. It's it's going well. You're chugga, achieving chugga, goals. Chugga, chugga. Goals. Toot, toot. Uh, generally, the court cards, like we said, represent a, a person in your life. So maybe there's a person of uh, some kind of power that's that's helping you achieve these goals, the helping queen, the queen of discs. Yeah, helping, right. helping you go along. So that's cool. Uh let's get uh your immediate influences, which at this point is death. Yeah. Now, here's another myth that we're going to bust. Don't fear the reaper, people. Death isn't necessarily a bad card and neither is the devil. And if you ever get somebody, when you draw this card or when they draw this card, and they go, <gasps> then like punch them in the face. Don't punch me. I, well, I didn't you didn't react. draw it. You, you're not the reader. Oh, thank God. Death is fun because it's the great letting go. It's it's letting go of something uh, in, in your present situation. Now, if it were inverted, it would mean fear of letting go or, you know. Oh, sweet. It would be bad. But this is, uh, this is straight on. So, uh, it's you're you're making room for the new, in this one. It means a departure and an end. It's almost like a commencement, if you will. Something's stopping. Something else is starting. I'm graduating from Bovine University. Yeah, it it just it basically represents an end to a current situation. This is the influence that's that's going on with your present position. So, along with uh, someone in power, a female in power, let's say with the the Queen of Discs. Uh, this person may be helping you to stop something and start something new that's going to help you achieve goals and move forward. All right. That's all right. pretty cool, huh? You're so much better at this than I was. Um, let's move on to position three, which is the questioner's life. And you've got fortune. Sweet. I'm doing all right. Wait, wait. Fortune's going to be like death. I'm like, no, no. Fortune doesn't mean... <laughs> fortune, it's not inverted. So it means it's an unexpected turn of events which is uh, a good fortune for in this case. Uh, and it's a perception of karma. So you got some good karma going for you in your life. Maybe you've got some stored up that's that's finally coming to fruition for Pulled you. Pulled all those kittens out of that fire. That could help. It could. Puppies would have uh, doubled your points. I know. I looked. I looked. So the fortune card, or, or in other tarots, the wheel of fortune, it's always there's a constant moving up and there's a constant moving down. Right now you're on an upswing. Nice. 
as you can see, everything in your life is is moving up. It's it's headed in the, a positive direction. Coming up Millhouse. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Those uh, those high waters are paying off. So so this is good. Uh, you, you've got somebody helping you out. You've got it into a situation that's all moving forward and up to to better fortunes for you. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got some good karma saved up that's helping out with this. Uh, let's get to the root of the reading. Whoa. And this is the Aeon. And, and so far you've had, out of four positions, you've had th- uh, three major arcana. You've got a lot of overarching ideas going on. What is the Aeon? I don't even know what to think of that. That's This is the wild card. No one knows what this is. The Aeon uh, is the same thing as, as judgment in other decks. Oh, okay. Which uh, may mean like the judgment or uh, maybe uh, the apocalypse. Or, uh, not not the apocalypse, but, you know, the, the final judgment. Something. I, I think that's what judgment means in that case, as opposed to like guilty. Right. Uh, so the Aeon, again, straight on, not inverted. It's recognition of the great correlations, expanded perception, and liberation of previously concealed abilities. Mm-hmm. So, more more on it from the old guidebook. It deals with time and changes through time. Ch-ch-ch-changes? Ch-ch-ch-changes. It uh, then addresses not only the end and destruction, but also hope, redemption, and liberation. While the traditional cards indicate the moving experience of the resurrection and liberation of what was buried and imprisoned... Here, it is more a matter of that which is new, which is coming in the future, and the realization of utopia. The card, therefore, has a thoroughly delightful significance. It shows the decisive step towards becoming oneself, the continual process of alchemical transformation that lets something higher be created from what is base. I'm going to turn this lead body into gold. So the root of, of the reading here for you is that you are, are coming to terms. You're, you're self-realizing and you're moving in a direction that is up and you are uh, gaining good fortune with the help of, of someone you know yeah. in power, female in power. Something old is ending. Something new is beginning. And that new beginning is also helping you realize who you are as a person. Boom. See, this is we're 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 doing another reading. I'm going to do the Celtic cross all over you. <laughs> we don't have time for it. Son of a bitch. I feel like I have utterly cheated you. We might maybe we'll do it in a bonus episode. Okay. But. All right. <laughs> five, the position five. We're we're pretty much halfway through here. Uh past influences. You have the Prince of Discs. This is interesting. This is a court card, so maybe it's a person in your past that has influenced you. Oh yeah. I want the Prince of Parties. Oh, lovely Prince of Parties. This one is straight up, not inverted. The Prince of Discs means reliability, imperturbability. Yeah. It's a hell of a word. Uh, and purposefulness. This card shows a persistent, consistent, and down-to-earth course of action, dependability, and an adequate reserve of strength connected with a knowledge of the necessary time frame are the best guarantee for good progress in the field surrounding the question. This is a person who has been dependable, this is a past influence. Maybe has taught, I, I'm going to say taught you dependability, consistency, and uh, taught you how to store up, you know, reserves of, of strength, like this, the guide, the old guidebook says, uh, it, for you to bring it out when you need it. This is good in your current situation, since you're going to need probably some strength to help you transition to this new... Uh, to my higher plane. Yeah, yeah. To raise your vibration. 
to help you within this new beginning. So someone has has taught you the dedication that's needed to to achieve this these new goals that are happening. This is cool. Yeah. Now we are going to get to position six, future influences. Okay. And we have the inverted three of wands. Uh oh. This is our first inversion. Yep. First one, and it's uh, coming in the future for you. Okay. Inverted, it's going to mean moodiness and attention-getting behavior. Oh, God. Over, I'm going to be such a bitch. It's, it's overestimation of one's own energies. Oh, see? Look, that's the narrative. I, I achieve, and then I, I follow the classic arc where I, I become a, a whiny ass about it. Hmm. Interesting. Man, I'm so terrible. In the future, let's say it's uh, you might keep going over old ideas. Uh, you're going to be inharmonious with... Don't say the ladies. Please don't say the ladies. Wanting power or the desire for power or having power. So I will no longer want power. It's it's going to be an inharmonious energy with the, the desire of power. Let's okay. say. Doors that have been uh, opened now close. That's this card inverted. This is the classic arc. Um, this is like the Icarus tale right here. It, it, this says for, uh, for non-inverted, it's now time to come out in order to make new promising contacts and start working on plans with a good future. So inverted, you're, you're going to retreat and uh, uh, you're going to shut off. Back it down. Back it down. And you're going to stop with plans for a, a, a good future, and, and I, it seems like keeping the status quo. So it's kind of what you're what you're saying yeah. in a way. You know, you you've you've gotten this great energy path going. Everything's up and up, but then you get a little uh, yeah, uh, big fussy. headed. Yeah, that's right. That's me. I'm going to get fussy about it. I'm yeah. going to become a real pain in the ass. And and you're going to ostracize people from it. So yep. hmm, future influences. Be careful with that ego. That's hmm. right. Now we go up the uh, the staff, as it's called. Yeah. Four cards on the side here, starting with the inverted fool, which is the questioner's feelings. Oh, that's me. Those are my feelings. I have the inverted fool feeling. <laughs> so uh, I hope, I hope one of our listeners is like, well, shit, I could have told you he wasn't funny. Didn't need no cards Dude, for that. Ton, <laughs> I, I bet tons of our listeners are going to be like, I know how to read tarot, and these guys are assholes. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> you know what? I mean, we're, we're, we're literally laying this out. It'd be awesome if someone listened to tarot, what they were doing. and we're like, no, this is what all this stuff meant. That, that would be great, because yeah. really, we are, we are literally reading the book. Yeah. All the more, oh man, and that person is going to probably hunt me down and skin me for the, <laughs> the awful dog and pony show that I tried to create. <laughs> okay, so I inverted bitterly fool. regret that decision. <laughs> who, who cares, man? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're on the up and up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't look behind you. Look ahead. That's what you need to focus right. on. Uh, so your, your feelings right now, mm-hmm. negative dissolution of structures and compulsions, a vagueness of goals, daydreaming, infantilism, mm-hmm. and irresponsibility. Yeah, I'm a mess. Man, I'm the, dude. I'm the worst. How how does that translate into a gravy train with biscuit wheels? Uh, let's see here. Maybe squeaky wheel gets the grease? I, I doubt that. <laughs> it doesn't work ever. The squeaky wheel gets replaced. <laughs> so in general, the fool is the unrevealed condition, the original totality, or the state before the beginning of time. Hmm. He shows that we are entering a new area of life with astonishment, without definite expectations, and often without even any previous knowledge of it. Inverted. It, it, it almost sounds like 
you feel like you're you're not going anywhere. You're spinning your wheels. You have no idea where you're going or what you want to do. This is this is also me in, interpreting in, right. in a way with the I inversion. trust your interpretation. Okay. You you don't have any expectations of where to go. You don't know where you're going. You're kind of uh, upset about it, but you don't know what to do. You're impulsive, but you're keeping it in check. So um, straight on the fool. Usually people would have the impulse to go off and do whatever their impulse takes them to. Right. With it inverted, I feel like you are at least keeping that in check. You you are keeping that impulse to go off, even though you don't know what, what's going to happen or what you want to do. The Fool is, is a carefree card. Inverted, you are, uh, I, th- I think, a little bit more staunch. You're holding on. That's right. I'm, I'm stone-facing it. Yeah. I'm you're you're very cool stoic with cool, that. No, not cool hand, Luke. Man with no name. <laughs> Uh, m- movie, movie, movie. I'm a, I'm a guy from a movie. Uh, 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 Somebody just watch a movie. Dirty Harry. Yep. Uh, okay. So that's that's your feelings. Uh, number eight, outside influences, and we've got the Eight of Swords, which according to the Crowley Tarot is interference. What? I got hmm. some outside interference. I got some static on my line. Interesting. Uh, means a variety of interests, dialectical talent. Well, hey. Hey. <laughs> And quick intellectual grasp. That's you that's your bet. <laughs> that's your outside influences. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you might be describing yourself, Mister Flora. Well, I'll tell you what. It says this sword card shows that a wrench is thrown into our works, and plans that are good in and of themselves run into a rough patch. Not infrequently, we again find ourselves suddenly in a situation where, to our surprise. People who are usually on our side feel called upon to meddle in things that are actually none of the business. Fortunately, this disruptive maneuver does not have a sustained negative effect on our plans. That's right. Interesting for it to be in an outside influence uh, position. Yeah. So, so, so you're, uh, you're getting things that are that are trying to get you off track. People of the world, don't start no shit. Won't be no shit. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's a very simple mantra. Got ninety nine problems, but the fool ain't one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. So. Yeah. You got. You got stuff coming in that's trying yeah. to throw the the wrench in. Mess but with my, mess with my. It's trying to up with my share. Yeah. Uh, but uh, your energies are still still headed up. Yeah. Headed up the wheel. You still aren't sure what's going on, but right. you're 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 remaining stoic. You're you're not letting the stuff uh, uh, get to you. That's right. I'm a man. I'm a pillar. The penultimate position. Oh. Hopes and fears, and we've got the prince. Of wands, dude. Uh, the whole wands family came out for this thing. No, that was the discs. Never mind. My no, bad. you got the outcome as a wands too. Oh, yeah. See, got some wands. Hopes and fears. Your your prince of wands, straight on, not inverted, means attraction, openness, enthusiastic joy. Yeah. The son of wands stands for a warm to heated atmosphere in which high spirits, passion, and effusive enthusiasm are found as well as impatience, hot-bloodedness, impulsivity, and impetuous exaggeration. Whether we are allowed to enjoy the warmth or must fear the heat and its inconstancy depends very much on the type of area in life characterized by this card. Hmm. The impatience it expresses means we want everything and want it immediately. If this does not succeed or we do not receive what we want, we react with a temper tantrum, anger, and aggression. On the other hand, I refer you to my Icarus flight where I will become a moody baby. Hmm. 
Interesting. Uh, the warmth of the Prince of Wands is stimulating and rousing, sometimes relaxing a frosty atmosphere with a cool mm-hmm. island breeze. <laughs> That's not in there. And bringing the energy into deadlock situations. Uh, this being in your hopes and fears position, it kind of feels like you hope that things are going to go well for yeah. you. If they're not, you're going to be a, a big d- baby about yep. it. Giant crybaby. But as long as as long as you get your way, that's right. You're you're basking in the hot Caribbean sun. Did you hear that world? Play ball, everybody wins. <laughs> you decide you're gonna go rogue on me. We're gonna have a problem. You're gonna chill their I'm frosty some, hearts I'm, with a cool islands right with no. a giant full you're, diaper you're gonna, baby. You're gonna warm their their cold hearts with a. I'm gonna with go a full diaper baby on this crybaby temper tantrum style. You're, you're gonna freeze their their hot hearts with a a chilly I'm, island. I'm gonna all break right. all of their favorite toys. So. That's your hopes and fears and okay. your ultimate, the outcome. The outcome of the reading. Yeah, I'm going to just get spoilers. It's the card labeled Strife. <laughs> <laughs> the Five of Wands. I was hoping for the Ocho. Straight on, not inverted. Proving one's own abilities. In parentheses, it has sporting competition. We Triathlete! S- we sense the aggressive energy of the fire that presses towards the outside. It destroys the quiet completion and forces us into a confrontation. Seen from the perspective of developmental psychology, <laughs> this card represents the awakening of the sexual drive and becoming conscious of one's own person. Here it comes, ladies. Demanding a new orientation of one's own circumstances to the surrounding world. I'll probably keep my orientation as is. Pretty happy with it so far. Um, it, it's uh, interesting that uh, Crowley labeled it strife. Yeah, it doesn't it seem seems very, like it's doesn't seem terribly strifey. Yeah, it, it it seems more like it's aggressive. Yeah, but but nothing that's that's kind of holding you back. More like a haters gonna hate card than anything. Well, I see it as you want to very much prove yourself in order to move up. With the help of uh, female in power, mm-hmm. with with your lessons from the past that that have uh, taught you your your consistency, your dedication, uh, you're on the up and up. But if you don't get your way, you're you're really going to be a turd about it. Yep. Uh, yep. You also are unsure if this is the right thing to do or not. You're, you're unsure of yourself. You you want to prove yourself, and you got to be careful to not overdo it. You've got to be careful to not take it too far. To where you shut people off. Yep. Yep. And overexert yourself. So lift with the legs, not with the back. That's that's a good. Yeah. That's a good analogy. So there is your re- reading. See, uh, that's Dave a Stecco. proper reading. That's so much better than the job I did for you. I took your future and I threw it away. No, nobody. You, g- you the gave The only me- person throwing away my future is me and Bashar. <laughs> Bashar. Well, there you go. That's that's how that's how taroting is done. You had uh, a very beautiful spread here. You had four uh, major arcana. You had some court cards. You had some minor arcana. But I didn't, I didn't get any lands, so it's like, what can I do with them? Well, yeah, you, you're just your your creature cards are stacking up. Yeah, I can't tap nothing. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Magic. It's great that you got death. It's so it's so fun because that's like I said, that's that's the a total card. myth. Uh, along with the devil, which you think means, you know, the worst, which inverted a lot of these cards can mean that that whole uh, exaggerated stereotypical meaning that that is associated with them. But if it's straight on, it it just means for death, a new beginning. Yeah. Death of what you're bored with. So uh, uh, there you go. There you go. We got readings in 78 individually. Colorful. Nutshells. Yeah. 
let's not do 78, but let's do a couple puns. Couple of puns. Okay, couple of puns. Chester couple of puns. <laughs> Everything's over when you write up Troy's bucket. bucket. Chester couple of puns. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Boy. If just, we had talked about him in the in the episode, that yeah. would have been man. I just, you wouldn't even have to done two. I peaked too soon on that one. I got nothing left. Who's going first? You are. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say we could draw to see who goes first. Ooh. Let fate decide. I like that. Let's do it. All right. Wait. Before I see this card, ace is low or ace is high? I'd say ace is low. Since I like they, the, the one. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. So so low card goes goes first. Is that the five of discs? The Ace of Swords. Oh, looks like you are going first. All right, that's okay. You know that uh, archaeologists recently discovered like a a town in Italy. They did. Yep. And they uh, they uncovered um, what appear to be old cards. When they looked at it, they were Mm hand-painted. They had depictions of creatures. And it turns out that it was, uh, they were used as sort of an entertainment and these, uh, you were supposed to uh, feed and pet these cards, and they were called uh, Tamarachis. Yeah. They're old Italian virtual pets. Well. Yeah. I can't. Sorry, I can't hear you over all the applause. <laughs> uh, I think I think one of them died. Yeah, I think I just drew the death card. Yo! <laughs> oh, great. Okay. I have uh, a crafting a skill. Or a hobby. Okay. Maybe a, a craft project that, that you like to do, you know, and it's cold out. But uh, it's a crafting that can uh, divine your fate. Oh, yeah? Actually, yeah, when you when you get it all together. It's called the uh, Celtic Cross Stitch. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So I don't know if you follow entertainment news. I don't. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, f*** it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. No, there was a, there was quite the kerfuffle because uh, the actress Winona Ryder got engaged to a gentleman. Uh, actually, got engaged to uh, Edgar Wright. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And uh, they sent out a bunch of save the date cards, and it was a, a really big issue because everyone was using the, you know, like everyone's trying to make their plans for the summer, but it was a hard thing to know in advance. So everyone was waiting for the uh, Ryder wait cards to determine their their future. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. The problem is she stole them all. Oh, <laughs> I don't care. She stole my heart too. Oh, I've I've got a I've got a similar uh, oh, okay. thing going right. for you. I got uh, an NPR funded tarot deck. Oh yeah, that was made by Peter Sagal, the writer. Wait, wait, don't tell me deck. <laughs> nice. Yours is better. <laughs> But mine told a story. Yours, yours did. <laughs> I like. I love the backstories. Oh man! Well, we punned it. Yeah, we punned the crap out of it. We punned it up. Now we got we got some fun news. Do you want to know a little bit about your your future listening? Yeah. Do you want to know what what's going to be on your uh, iTunes playlist yeah. and or uh, computer buffering zone? No, we've we've. <laughs> so what is going? On? I, I ain't it. <laughs> now we've mentioned these swell mofos before in the past, and we're going to mention them again. Uh oh. Uh, the sweet, sweet gentlemen of the Fairpoint podcast. Hello. Nathan and Craig, uh, the, the proud and fine proprietors of the Fairpoint podcast, had us as guests. Yeah, how about that shit? 
Yeah, we got to talk about, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Oh, man, we we babbled so much that those poor guys uh, had to uh, put together an episode yeah, of, they, yeah, at they, the other end of the tunnel. Wait, wait, can I, I'm going to try the Girls Gone Wild promo for it, okay? Okay. David Flora and David Stecko talk about things they could never talk about in their podcast. (laughs) When things got too hot for blurry photos, they took the party to Fairpoint. Oh my God. (laughs) So check check out all the extreme action. (laughs) Too hot for this podcast. Banned from your local video store. That's right. Um, yeah, we we had a, a, an excellent time uh, oh, chatting man. with those gentlemen. Fairpoint podcast, go check it out. They they talk about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, stuff uh, that you're into, stuff that we're into. Right, and um, can all be in it together. And we we really did talk their ears off, and I I uh, I can't wait to hear how they how they put it together. Oh man, it's gonna be. It's, I hope that they it's just, an effort. I hope Herculean. they just. I just hope they just re-edited it into whatever they wanted. I, I do too. I hope. I hope they they switch around our words to oh, where we just do. we're like I am stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I, too busy smelling farts. <laughs> so yeah, no, they're great and they're a ton of fun to talk to. They're yeah. super entertaining and yeah, they they know their shit. Uh, they're a lot of fun to listen to and uh, uh, I highly recommend going to uh, uh, iTunes and finding them on Fairpoint Podcast and go, yeah. go into their Facebook and, and liking them. Give yeah, them, give them do like. all those things. They are currently kicking our asses at yeah. likes on oh, Facebook. Oh, man, they are crushing us. And and rightfully so. They're, they're just really good at what they do. So thanks again, uh, Nathan and Craig, for having oh, yeah. us on. And, and that drops tomorrow, yeah, being yeah. Uh, September 4th. Yep. And God, I hope I get this out on. Yeah, you know you have to. I like that. I like that you did it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. So while while you're finding yeah. their podcast, go on and uh, give us a rating on iTunes. Subscribe yeah. to us. Give us some stars. Uh, go over to our Facebook uh, Blurry Photos podcast. Yeah. Give us a like. Don, on there. don your uniform, gird your loins, and strap your shield to your offhand, and enter the like war we're kicking up against <laughs> the vile forces of Fairpoint Podcast. Yes, we're underdogs, but we're mighty. We're scrappy. Yeah, load your light guns. Load your light guns away. and uh, hopefully we have more ammunition. Yeah, exactly. It's, there's no war. It's, it's they great. got the guns, but we got the numbers. Actually, they probably have both. We got the heart. Mm, no, they, they've, they've damn it. I should have thought this through before I made a call to arms. More than around, through the around. Hold on, Shabbat. Hold on, Shabbat. Great. Also, stumble upon. that That's a thing. Yep. Uh, also, uh, YouTube. Go on there, Blurry Photos Podcast. Also, Twitter, Blurry underscore photos. Follow us on there. Enjoy them. And and write us in. Oh, God. Write us. Go, go to our it. contact form on, on blurryphotos.org and uh, write to us. Yeah, write to us on our website. Write to us on the Faces book. Yeah, write to Facebook us on the will Twitter. Take. Write to us any way you can think of. Get creative. And uh, hey, here's to 50 episodes. Woo! We did it. We did it. We did it. That's, Together. Uh, that's almost a year's worth of episodes. Oh, man. We're at a year. Yeah. Hey, ha- anniversary. Year. Uh, watch that ego in the future. No, no, that's, no. That's it said my gotta... orientation was changing, so I can't fight the cards, man. Cards don't lie, bro. Uh, <laughs> so for this episode of Blurry Photos, I'm David, the Six of Swords, Stacko. And I am David, the Inverted Fool, Flora. Oh, God, you win. Poop. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Poop and sniffles. Poop. <laughs> 50 episodes. Bye. My, and is it too flat on the me? No. May. No, I wouldn't. May. May. La, 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 la. Huh? <laughs> I cannot wait to hear that.